Birch, yeah, you come through at Bradford, you come to Australia. What was behind that? And, and why Souths? I always wondered why Souths, because Souths weren't particularly well known. And at, at the t- oh, sorry, they weren't a bigger club as they are now. Like, yeah, they had all the history, but they were languishing towards yeah. the, the bottom end of the table. And you, with the currency that you had, you're based onto the scene. I think most people that watched you play thought you were going on to, to huge things like you did. You backed that up, but but you you almost could have had your choice of NRL teams. So so why yeah, South? It, it wasn't actually that simple, uh, Jammer, because um, I was in a contract at Bradford. And um, so in 2008, I'd missed the World Cup. I had a really bad shoulder injury. I missed, I missed the World Cup. And so I thought, you know, I'd, I'd lost my dad the year previously. Uh, I was kind of at a point in my life where I thought, you know, I need a change. I, as, as much uh, success or as much as I was living out a, a boy a dream playing in Super League, I thought I need a challenge or I want to go somewhere else. I want to live in a different part of the world. I want to get out of where I'm from. And not that's not to rubbish where I'm from, but it's just I had a, I wanted more in life. Yeah, I'd experienced a bit, you know, losing my dad and whatnot. You know, I think there's more out there. So when I missed the World Cup in 2008, with injury, I came backpacking the east coast of Australia with... We could make a podcast about this trip. <laughs> but with, you know, Wayne Godwin, Wagner, yeah. who's an absolute hero. Um, Chris Feather, who's now also here, runs the 98 uh, Riley Street gyms. What an amazing story that is. Yeah. Um, amazing story. Uh, great success. Uh, my older brother, Luke, who lives here now. Uh, Nick Scruton, who's uh, PC Scroots back in uh, Bradford. Yeah. He's a copper back home now. And, uh, and myself. So there's five of us. We got a couple of cars and we backpacked the east coast of Australia, spent a couple of weeks in Sydney, Newcastle, Byron Bay, came to Townsville to see you up there. Oh, play yeah, at PNG. yeah, 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 I, I remember. I think yeah. Eddie Gardner got smashed. I oh, did, yeah, off the first, yeah, yeah, first, first ball, yeah. Mate. I do, I remember it, that. I was not, yeah, we, got, we got away with that yeah, one. You got away with it, but if I'm honest, I don't think it was the happiest camp. No, it um, wasn't. I could that's, another, that's, I another, that's another podcast within itself. Yeah, but I... I uh, it's a shame we, we can't, we it's, can't a sh- it's a shame It that. is. It is. But but anyway, go. anyway, let's not go there. But um, we we drank all night that night, actually, on... Um, I think it was on Kevin Sinfield's tab. Yeah. We went back to the hotel and... Um, well, Kevin Sinfield was still playing. In 2008, yeah. On his tab. Yeah, well, we went back to... The, I came to your hotel on this backpacking trip after you played PNG... And we sat there with me and Luke, a few players, Keith Senior. Oh, we were drinking all night. Room. And we yeah. put it on his... Yeah, right. We kept saying, just on room 268. And it turned out it was... I didn't pay for one drink all night. Smart and then man. I left the next day. I'm thinking, Jesus, who paid for all those drinks? It caused another <laughs> argument in that camp. But anyway, so going back to the story, um, I travelled, did these course, and whilst I was here, I met a few clubs, uh, Bulldogs, West Tigers... I drove to Redfern, I had a look around with a good friend, Troy Slattery. And, uh, you know, the Bulldogs at the time wanted wanted me to come almost immediately. Uh, Sonny Bill had just left. They wanted me to come in and sort of take that spot. But I couldn't at the time because I still had my brothers and my mum back home. I needed to go back and feel like I'd solidify everything at home before I moved. Anyway, Souths weren't even on the radar. So I then flew out of Byron Bay November time back to... Bradford to start pre-season. <laughs> yeah. That's but a bit two, of a different... Two polar opposites, right? Yeah. Anyway, I'm running around Pontefract Racetrack and uh, 
I think we were supposed to do two laps. I got after the first lap, I stopped. And I never stopped training. I, I love training. And uh, I remember ringing my manager, Chris Kaysley at the time, and saying, get me to Australia as soon as you can. Yeah. I don't care who it is for. I don't care about the money. Just get me there. Uh, I've seen life. I've seen a different side yeah. of life, you know. And um, the comp's great here. I'd felt the buzz around the World Cup. So, you know, it was a bit of uh, six months of to and fro in between a few clubs. And if I'm honest... I was trying to get to Manly because Steve Menzies at yeah. the time was at Bradford with yeah, me yeah. and he sold me Manly. So I remember he used to ring Des a couple of times a week, pestering, leaving voicemails. Des, you get me out. I'm, can you get me out? Oh, you were calling Des? I was calling Des, yeah. On the way to training, I'd ring, <coughs> ring him. But anyway, listen, things happened. One day Russell called me. Oh, Ru Russell. Yeah. Just yeah. Russell. Yeah. <laughs> rusty. <laughs> Yeah, one day Russell called me out of the blue and, um, you know, obviously it took a while for me to believe it was him. And a couple of weeks later, I'm meeting him down in Derby. He was filming Robin Hood at the time. And I met him there and then with a couple of friends, went down to have dinner with him. And then a day later, I went down with my mum, met him then. And um, I don't know, we got on pretty well instantly. And he was the only he was the only guy that was willing to make it happen. He was the only guy that was willing to take on the contract yeah. You know, buying up a contract of at uh, Bradford at the time. Uh, he was only the only guy willing to take a risk on a 20-year-old English kid. Yeah. You know, that was just a, at the time, I was just a, a you know, a name. Oh, you know, I didn't see him, didn't know you, much. You were, mate, you were, you were a very good player. But you, do it, yeah. And most people would see the potential yeah. for him to have the, well, I know, guess, not move heaven and earth, but to, to get the get get shit get done, to get done. the deal done, yeah. But you know, the thing is, like, to um, I understood my position. You know, the the image of the English players back then, the, there was only the very few that came mm. and did it. You know, there's Adrian Morley, I think, before, and before that it was you know Ellery Hanley's the, you know, the Gary Schofields. It was way before us, uh, and at the time Gareth had been here in 2000. Gareth Ellis came yeah. here 2009. I came 2010. So it was a bit of a risk, right? Yeah. When you look at it that way, so they had to buy me out of a contract and then give me a contract. Albeit it was very, my first contract was 100 grand, 120 grand or something. But I, I didn't care. I, I said, yeah. I, you know, I, now that's minimum wage, right? I, I, but at the time I didn't really care. I just wanted the opportunity. Yeah. And Russell did say this. He said, um, Sam, I can open any door in the world you want, but you have to walk through them. It landed, I thought, all right. So we'll open this door, walk through it. Yeah. So he said, all right, I'll make it happen. So he opened the door, walked through it. And then I came to South Sydney six months later. You liked that, didn't you? Yeah. But it's I, I, honestly, I was just a true story. Yeah, he, he, that's what he said. And I, that's how it made me feel. Yeah. I wanted to walk through the door if he opened it.